A Lidditz-based realtor and the leaders of the cult known as Lidditz Chooses Love are doing everything they can to keep people, especially the young people, from hearing a message which could undermine their religion of homosexuality and transgenderism. Jason Burkholder, a Lidditz-based realtor, is doing his part to keep attendees from interacting with members of a local church outreach at the June 17th Homosexual Pride Festival in Lidditz Springs Park. And Lidditz Chooses Love is pulling out all the stops to protect their religious converts from the dangerous message of Christianity. My name is Chris Hume, the managing editor of the Lancaster Patriot, and I'm joined today by Joel Saint, my co-host here, pastor of Independence Reformed Bible Church for this episode of the Lancaster Patriot podcast. Joel, thank you for joining me. Good to be here, as always. So, Joel, we want to get into this topic of what's going on here in Lidditz. Uh, it's not the first time we've covered it, but we have a Lidditz Lancaster-based realtor who is uh, doing what he can to uh, shield these attendees from, really, the gospel message, that dangerous message of Christianity. So we're, we're going to get into that. I want to give people a bit of a background before we address that. Uh, perhaps a new listener here, what's going on uh, in Lidditz. So in Lidditz, uh, Lidditz Springs Park, this Saturday, June 17th, there is a Pride Festival. And now keep in mind that at this event last year, in 2022, there was a drag queen performance there was political messages by invited speakers. There were anti-Christian performances. I've seen the video, I think you might have too, where they were mocking the Bible. Uh, this all in the supposedly quaint town of, of Lidditz, Pennsylvania, here in Lancaster County. Family friendly. Yeah, in fact, Joel, I, I found this clipping, actually I got found this a year ago, from a newspaper clipping from 1929. Uh, and it's going to be on the screen here if you're watching this, but I'm going to read the opening paragraph of this 1929 article about the town of Lidditz. It says, few towns in Lancaster County can lay claim to greater cleanliness, morally and physically, than Lidditz, a prosperous borough of the northern uh, and of the county, which during the last few years has been striving for the rank of second borough in the county. So, few can boast greater cleanliness morally and physically. Joel, what do you think they would, they would say now, based on what you saw last year in the town of Lidditz at that Pride Festival? Yeah, they'd be, they'd be totally shocked. You know, men dressing up as women, uh, finding out there's there's you know little children going in on this this kind of a thing. Uh, the Bible being mocked as it, as it was. This is not uh, moral cleanliness here. This is definitely moral filth going on here. And what do we think? I mean, do we really think that we're going to be able to keep our physical cleanliness while we embrace moral filth? That's not going to happen. Yeah, now the, the Lidditz Moravian congregation, who technically owns the park there in Lidditz, they actually sought to cancel this event. Um, and they said that last year's event, at, at last year's events, this, this group, Lidditz Chooses Love, they failed to supervise their authorized participants, which we'll kind of get into some of the, these rules, which makes it kind of, it's, it's, it's laughable that they're going to say, okay, we're going to have no cursing. I mean, their people that were attending this event last year, I mean, the, the vulgarity, which actually Lidditz Moravian congregation recognized. So the church board that owns the, the park said, Lidditz chooses love failed to supervise their authorized participants and demonstrated behaviors. Reasonable community members, including members of our board of elders and trustees, found grossly inappropriate. Okay, this is what the Lidditz Moravian congregation said. And I actually want to read a, a quote from that, that statement because they, they changed their tune, but you still have to deal with what they said. They said it for a reason. This is what they said about last year's event. This is the Lidditz Moravian Congregation, their board of, of elders and trustees. Quote, apart from the adult content drag queen show 
It was observed that a pair of presenters mocked certain Christian beliefs and the Holy Bible. It was also reported by multiple community sources, congregants, and joint board, joint board members who attended the 2022 Lit Chooses Love program that they personally witnessed inappropriate behavior, language, vulgarity, and dress issues of presenters with political overtones specifically restricted by the trust, end quote. That's the Lit Moravian congregation. Those aren't people that would agree with even what we're doing out there sharing the message of the Bible, but even they were like, this is grossly inappropriate. We cannot have this. Now, as might be expected, they retracted their statement and they confessed their ignorance and lack of understanding and welcomed this, this homosex festival back into Lidditz. So, I mean, for those that are just maybe hearing this for the first time, Joel, I mean, what do you take from that, that initial almost strong statement from, from this Lidditz Moravian congregation board and then a complete you know, backtracking and recanting of all they said and say, we're so sorry that we said anything that could offend the sodomites. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's th that old saying, right, the first thing here is the truth, and then you get a chance to think about it, right. right? So, you know, that's what they said at first, and then they must have run into some type of, I don't know, threat of a lawsuit or threat of, uh, of some type social of social standing. Uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to make, I don't know, we're going we're gonna to protest your church. I don't know. But that's what they came out with first. The, 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 the interesting thing is, in their follow-up statement, which I also read, they actually didn't retract what they said the first time. Instead, they said, well, we didn't understand entirely, and we don't want to offend anybody, and so forth. But I don't remember anybody saying, you know what? Our, our board members that saw this, they really didn't see it. Right. It was their imagination. Right. That was never said. Right. Instead, we're moving on and we're trying to placate everybody. But, you know, Chris, James tells us that friendship with the world is enmity against God. Not a place you want to be. Not, not, if you're, not if you're a church that says you promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Enmity with God, which means enemies with him. But you can't do both here in this case. Right. Yeah, and that's a very good point. They, they did not say, well, actually, this didn't happen. They said they, they kind of brushed that under the rug, and said, well, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna allow this. Now, of course, Let Us Choose His Love came out and said, well, wh this is totally family-friendly. I mean, I think they even defended the drag performance last year as, quote-unquote, family-friendly. Well, well, I know that in, in their, in their follow-up, um, you know, their, their second statement, the Moravian Church said, well, not all uh, drag shows are sexual in nature. Yeah. I, I, have you ever heard of a drag show that's not sexual in nature? What, what is it then? Men, men, you know, makeup, long hair, um, wearing women's clothes. Right. That's not sexual in nature. Right. Yeah, and we covered that, and you can actually go read some. some I'm not going to get into the descriptions here, but again, uh, it, it was certainly inappropriate. And the Littus Moravian Congregation Board recognized that. They recognized that. Now, uh, from LMP Lancaster Online, they, they said this year, they said there's a band that's known as Witch Weather. Like like a witch, like a like, like W I T C H. Yes, like, witch weather. Yes, like a, a like a, riding on broomstick. Yeah, witch. type thing here. This is what we're talking about here, and they're bringing in this band, and it's led by a cross-dressing man. So uh, there's videos of him online wearing a, a woman's you know bra and, and all these things, and that's that's, that's this year. That's I, this year at the so-called family-friendly event. According to LMP, they're going to be there, and so I did I did briefly uh, pull up this this group. Which weather, and according to their website uh, about them, they, it says a the majority of the lyrics 
even when being more about fantastical concepts, focus on Caitlin's experience being a trans woman. So this is actually the man. While the lyrical themes are often about trans experiences and identity, the songs are relatable to many as they often focus on themes of confusion, frustration, and self-loathing. Well, what, what a message, right? What, what a message that these people have for the, the converts to their cause. Confusion, frustration, and self-loathing. Yeah. That's what they have to share. Yeah. Um, what, what a message. Uh, a little bit different from, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That's the message of Christ. You know, there's a sense of consistency here, though. Again, in my conversations, I know we've talked about this before briefly, Chris, but in my conversations with folks at these events, I get that type of a message. Hey, there's no meaning in life. It's all bad. Everything's horrible. Well, now we have a, apparently a music group actually saying this. Now, is this consistent at all with what the Moravians, Chris, have historically believed? Count Zinzendorf, missionary, right? I mean, was, does anybody believe that the original Moravians were out promoting a message of self-loathing? And what was the rest of it? It was confusion, confusion. frustration, and self-loathing. I mean, we, we, we have, and then we'll talk about this. You know, here's Christ saying, well, in fact, um, I'll talk about it right now. Uh, where my, okay, my glasses. Uh, this is at the beginning of the, the parable of the Good Samaritan. And, and I want to talk about confusion here for a second. All right. Um, it, it, so a certain, uh, behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, meaning Christ, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? This is Christ talking. What is your reading of it? He answers, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Christ says to him, you have answered right, rightly, do this and you shall live. This is a big deal because uh, it didn't happen too often when there's an exchange between Christ and other people that he said, you're right. Mm. Most of the time it was, no, 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 you're, you're, you're wrong. This time he says, you're right. Your heart, your soul, your mind. The message of Christ here is exact opposite of what confusion, a message of confusion. How can you possibly, how can you possibly love Christ with your mind? And at the same time, embrace a message of confusion, which we know that God is not the author of confusion. So we know that these are godless people here and wicked. And my friends, if you're thinking of going to this thing, understand what you are walking. They're telling you that this is not, Chris, it's not going to be a surprise here. Right. They're telling you what you're walking into. Right. And I, I, I ask you, how can you love Christ and his word and still embrace this type of wickedness. I want to know how you can do that. The answer is you can't. You're going to choose one or the other. You can have Christ who came to give life more abundantly, or you can have which weather, confusion, and self-loathing. Yeah, that, that's what they have to offer. And, and I wanted to get your take on this, Joel, because la last year you were at the event, I was at the event, there was a, a lot of young people you know, teenagers, probably early 20s type thing, a, a lot of that age there that, that wanted to engage. Yeah, now, they talked they talk to us. They, they talked. They wanted people to talk to you. You could tell that they needed people to talk to, and they weren't getting that from what I call a cult, basically, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So, but this is what I want, to, I want you to talk about specifically the, the righteous indignation that should be directed towards the leaders of this type of thing. Because... It's one thing to be 
a younger person who sucked into this, and there's still a culpability there for your sins. But we, we've, we've talked to several, you know, a lot of these younger people, and they're really trying to understand reality, and they're confused because this is the message that, that groups like Littis Chooses Love and Parker Webb want to feed these people. They want to feed them this message of confusion, frustration, self-loathing. They, they, want, they want to capitalize on that, and, and they want to use it to further this cause. So just, just talk maybe briefly and just as, how you think about it as, you know, a message for the leaders of this uh, mm-hmm. that hold, I would say, even more, you know, they, a guilt, more, yeah, responsibility, more responsibility yeah. for what yeah. they're doing here especially yeah. to these young people. Yeah. Um, there's some interesting things that Christ says about children. One of the things that is intriguing to me is that, you know, he has certain things to say about different groups of people, if you will. Obviously, scribes, Pharisees, uh, certain lawyers, teachers of the law, and so forth. Uh, Matthew 24, he has some, um, or 23, excuse me, he has some terrifically difficult and unpleasant things to say about that group. Um, he had some unpleasant pleasant things to say, for example, about Peter. Uh, one time said, get behind me, Satan. At one point, he expressed frustration with his disciples. You, you know, oh, you of little faith, how long shall I bear with you? Because his disciples came to him with a question about... So he had different things to say. That He had things to say about individuals, and, but there are also things that he said about certain, shall we say, certain groups of people at certain times because of the way they were acting at, at, at a point. There's an intriguing group that he never had anything bad to say about, and that was children. Mm. He spoke in protecting terms about children, and he said things like, whoever offends one of these little ones, you got to think about this. It'd be better for that person, that person that's doing the offending, if a mil- I mean, this is, this is intense stuff. This isn't Jesus meek and mild here, you know, floating around right. from campfire to campfire. You know, just saying, ah, you know, and everybody, oh, I feel so much better. Oh, look at the halo over his head. And the people that say, oh, Jesus never said anything oh, offensive. Uh, have, what, they read, have they read? Have you read the Bible? Right, right. Yeah, this is offensive. It would be better for that person. And usually we read that it would be, be better for the child, right? But that's not what he actually, actually right. saying. He's, he's saying, do that guy a favor. Mm. And my friends, this is in the Bible. Do that guy a favor. It'd be better for him if a millstone were thrown around, you know, tied around his neck, and he was thrown into the, into the water. Later on, he says, for I'm telling you, there's angels that behold the face of my father. And what he's saying here is that his father is angry when these little children are offended. They, the angels can see it in the face of God himself that uh, an awful thing is happening here when the children are being offended. And, and you folks that are promoting this thing, you are offending the father, and God will not be mocked. You, you, you are sowing to the flesh. You know, you, you know, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall we also reap from Galatians. That he that sows to the Spirit shall reap life and to the flesh corruption. And, and Chris, we have people in the name of love, in the name of love, right. sowing corruption, and God will not be mocked. The only... <laughs> The only benefit I can see here, which is not much of a benefit at all, is you actually have witch weather coming in saying, no, actually it's not about love. It's about confusion and it's about self-loathing. Right. And, you know, and even what I read before, love your neighbor as yourself. How can you possibly talk about love? Man, Chris, you got me in a rant here. But how can you talk about love 
loving when he says you love your neighbor as yourself, right? But you hate yourself. Right. Now you're going to hate you yourself and your neighbor. Right. Yeah. Well, we want to get into some of these tactics of these leaders, okay? Because they will be held responsible for what they're doing here. Um, Parker Webb with Let Us Choose His Love, even this, this realtor which, who we'll talk about. Uh, and this is typical, Joel, what we're going to look at here of, of, of the weak religious movements and cults, okay? Th these tactics, uh, of which I would say Let Us Choose His Love and the broader homosex transy movement uh, certainly are. I would say there's certainly religious movements. There's no question about that. There's, there's foundational beliefs of reality, what's right and wrong. They're inconsistent, but they are religious movements. And I would even say there's a lot of cult-like aspects, which we'll look at one here. And that is this. They cannot uh, engage with other ideas. They just can't. And so they desperately try to shield their proselytes from hearing other ideas. They, they don't want to engage. And I didn't uh, tell you I'd bring this up earlier, but... Speaking of failure to engage, we've talked, I guess, last year about uh, Professor Greg Carey um, from is it Lancaster Theological Seminary. Yes. Who, who, Professor of New Testament, I understand. Right. And um, if you're willing to share, Joel, if you can, that uh, you had someone reach out to him to try to set up a debate between mm -hmm. a Christian apologist. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, is someone like him... You know, willing to do it, say, yeah, I'm going I'm to take my ideas into the marketplace of ideas and uh, I'm going to stand on my ideas in publicly and, and allow a Christian to question them. Was that, was that the response of Mr. Carey there? No, no. His response was, well, you know, I don't want to give credibility to someone else, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that is just wrong. Why do we say that's wrong? You know, when Christ was on trial, they asked him about his beliefs. And Christ defended himself not by like, I'm going to explain to you my beliefs again, he defended himself by saying, I said this openly. Mm -hmm. There are an awful lot of people that heard what I had to say. You can ask them and they will tell you. That's how Christ was. It wasn't like some meeting in some kind of smoke-filled room someplace with some kind of Gnostic heresy going on, like only the smart people can know. And you guys, you know, welcome, welcome to my basement here. Uh, you, you are the elite smart people. No. Everybody knew what he was teaching, which is why he was on trial to begin with. Yeah. Now, so, of course, Dr. Carey doesn't want to, doesn't want to do a debate. Uh, now he's, he doesn't want to give anybody credibility. Right. And, and you know what? Uh, the odd thing was the um, debate topic would have been do some, something very close to this. Do those who oppose homosexuality misuse the Bible? Right. Okay. Well, he's actually either written or spoke. He's definitely addressed that topic, I believe you have the, was, was, was that an article he wrote? Or yeah, was that some a, sort of post he made. Yeah. A, a post that he yeah. made where he said, where he affirmed that, that that's right. the case. Those who um, oppose homosexuality, was his premise, misuse the Bible. Now you would think you've already spoken on that topic. You're Greg Carey. Right. You're, you're a, a professor of New Testament, I believe, at mm -hmm. Lancaster Theological Seminary. Right. Hey, do like Christ, right? Get, get your message out there. No, don't want to do it. No, yeah, no interest. And, and I've, I've reached out to Let Us Choose His Love, and, and I'll do so again. You can see the image on the screen of an email I sent them. Because they, they and th this is another part, very disingenuous with, with, with Colton. They're, they're very disingenuous when they say things. Yeah, so, it's dishonest. Yeah, so they had said, they had posted something saying that they wanted to, dis to discuss this issue. And they said that they invited any who wished to discuss this or any other issues to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, crickets. So 
the thing is they don't actually want to discuss their views with other people that disagree. They only want to discuss it with people that they can manipulate into their movement. They're not willing to take their ideas and interact with people who don't believe them and actually can stand on something. And so that's why, you know, I hope they'll prove me wrong and respond to this. This was back in March. Still haven't heard from them. And come in here. And this is what month? June, March, April, yeah. May, June. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it was the end of March. They had all of May, April, all of May, over half of June at this point. So half of June. So yeah, nothing, nothing from them. And, and I don't expect them to because they can't defend their views. Right. Because they're built on sinking sand. So they have no interest in defending them because they can't defend them. Now, I, I want to get your input on this as a pastor here in a minute, as someone who trains young people to engage other worldviews, not run, not run from a conversation. But I'm going to get to that in a minute. But, but l- let me just get a little bit more get into this tactic here. And that, that's shielding their converts from outside ideas. This is standard cult practice. You see this with yep. Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, yeah. Especially. Um, uh, they're instructed, hey, don't take any literature. This is standard cult practice. And the reason is because these cult leaders know that if our ideas are exposed to the truth, ultimately, mm-hmm. they will fall apart. They will crumble. And um, so let me, let me just bring you in now, Joel, on this. There's some more I want to say here, but as a Christian pastor, is that how you teach you know, your, your parishioners? Is that how you teach young people? Hey, here, here's, the, here's what we believe in, and uh, you know, don't engage with other people and hear other ideas. And just, you know, just get, a, get a rainbow umbrella to, between you and them and, and protect yourself from their bad ideas. Yeah. Uh, that actually literally happened to me in, in Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, it, that literally happened where um, there was a, 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 a woman there, actually a couple women, who just wanted to yell at me, right? I, I, I wanted to get a conversation going. Wouldn't do it. They didn't want to have a discussion like Let Us Choose yeah. His Love says yeah, they yeah, wanted like, to? Like, yeah. Well, apparently they did want to have a discussion like Let Us Choose His Love says they want to. Yeah. Because they didn't want to have one, right? right? They didn't want so, to. So, so same way. And so what it was, like, it was kind of funny. Um, this, this woman, she had an umbrella, right? And she put the umbrella down between me and her like I was, I don't know, uh, the boogeyman or something, right? And she kept on yelling at me right. through the umbrella. Right. And so I was supposed to, like, talk to the umbrella. <laughs> and, and I've had other experiences like this. Sure. Um, I know I may, may have mentioned before when I was, I talked to some, uh, some folks out in Harrisburg one time who were opposing a, a particular movie. And uh, I went out and talked to them. And, um, right. y- you know... This one person who appeared to be been born as a girl, and maybe trying to not be a girl anymore. I don't. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not sure. I mean, I didn't. I didn't look all that closely. I didn't want to. But I mean, she did not want to talk, and I even offered a conversation, mm-hmm. and instead I got yelled at by her. And at one point, when I was talking to two other people, she was so offended that I was actually talking, having a conversation, right. Right. right? That offended her, right? right? And she starts, you got to walk about this far, far away, just far away from me, this far, and just started screaming, Yeah. right? No interest in a conversation at all. But I read earlier, the great commandment to love the Lord God with your heart, soul, your mind. There is no way that I can tell um, someone, like, like you know, in, in, in our fellowship, in our church fellowship, yeah, just believe me whatever I say. And anybody who says anything different is, is just wrong. But what are we supposed to believe in? We do have the scriptures. We have the word of God. And I've said, you've probably heard me say, Chris, because you obviously attend our fellowship. Um, look, if you're just going to believe what you're told and, and, you, and you can't handle anything else, then go back to Rome. 
you know, just go back and sit under the priest there and just do whatever you're told. But Chris, how, how are we even going to interact with each other if we just all believe what we're told by whoever our little leader is? Right. Is, that, is that what we're supposed to be? Little pockets of people just, just kind of moving around, unable to interact with each other. And yet that's what it looks like. The Lydia the, uh, chooses love. Right. Obviously, they're not choosing conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I want to I I ask you some more questions about that, but I want to briefly just tell our listeners here about this, this realtor. His name's Jason Burkholder. Uh, he's based in Lidditz in Lancaster. I think he has two offices. And uh, he said this on a Facebook post, his, his team there. We are holding a silent witness Peacekeepers Alliance training on Wednesday, June 14th from 6.30 to 8.30 at our Oregon Pike office. The goal of the training is to prepare volunteers with the skills needed to ensure everyone has a safe and enjoyable time at the upcoming Lidditz Pride Festival, end quote, okay? Of course, Burke Holder, not a surprise. He's part of the LGBTQ plus Real Estate Alliance. Uh, he, he has done other posts where pro-homosexuality, uh, including endorsing uh, Aaron's books, which Lancaster Patriot ran a story on. They had a teen pizza party uh, about homosexual literature. So, but in the case of this training that, that he's putting on or has put on, it's the goal of the training, and I'm going to quote again, is to learn who the protesters are, how to respond to them nonviolently, and most importantly, most importantly, Joel, how to use the umbrella. Okay, how to use the <laughs> umbrella. And as you said, we've seen this stuff before, and you can actually go watch their training, a silent witness peacekeeper, they're trained, they have an hour and a half training online, and, and they're trying to keep people from having conversations mm -hmm. with other people. Yeah. That, that, you know, and here are the tactics to prevent, you know, here's someone walking into the abortion mill or the, or the Pride Festival. What can you do to prevent that person from having to hear an idea and interact with an idea that might hurt their feelings? Or, or that, you know, that, that's the whole thing. They, because do, do, do you as a Christian pastor need that for your people? Like, hey, here's what we believe, and now you need to be protected from other people who, who might have an idea that may, you know, not, knock you off of this Christianity thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I think I've got the idea how to really grow my church here and, and, and really encourage people in, in their faith. Um, I didn't realize it till just now. Um, we, we need to hand out umbrellas. Yeah. I mean, just use the umbrella. Uh, that's going to stop people from, I don't know, talking to you, what, right. what, whatever. I mean, I know how, I've been out to these things before. I know how they use the umbrella. For example, if you have a sign, it was just a sign with a Bible verse on it, right? right? And this is, again, for the, for, for, the, for the Moravians here, you will have people using their umbrella to cover up the Word of God. Word of God. And you call yourself a Christian church? Mm. Stop doing that. Yeah, please. S do, 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 you know, I, I, I know Christians. And I know pastors. And if you are cooperating with people who want to cover up the word of God, stop calling yourself a Christian church. You know, be, become a pagan church or, or, or a, or a feel-good society or like some pastors are doing. They're now life coaches or, right. or whatever they're, they're trying to do. Start, start doing that. But I'm intrigued with the most important thing, how to use the umbrella. Yeah, not the most important thing, how to defend this worldview, yeah. how to interact with people yeah. who disagree with you. Yeah. Like how, how, to, how, how to talk, how to converse yeah, even. How to, how to show them that they're wrong. Yeah. Like these people do not care about the truth. What they care about is keeping the weak-minded shielded 
from the truth. Yeah, because yeah. if they can keep the weak-minded, the young, shielded from the truth, then they continue to push their agenda. Yeah. Right? And this, this realtor, Jason Burkholder, Parker Webb and the other people that are leading the Legislative Chooses, I mean, they will be held to account. And we, I mean, Absolutely. I, we pray that they would repent, yes. turn from That's this. That's what's needed here. Right. We, we certainly, yeah, we, we pray that they would repent and uh, come to know the Savior because he alone can forgive you even for this wicked, wicked sin uh, that's being promoted. Yeah. You, you know, there, there's, um, we've addressed it before. This idea of shutting down the message of the gospel, what an offense it is. Uh, you know, in, in Luke 3, we hear about some of the things that Herod did. He was a bad guy. But Luke tells us that he added this above all, right. above all of it, that he shut up John in prison. He's trying to shut down the message of the gospel here, which is exactly what's going to be happening at this pride thing. And if you're involved in it, you are with Herod, you're not with Christ in shutting down the gospel. I don't know how else to say it, Chris. Yeah. No, and it reminds me of what we talked about, I think, last episode with Damon Atkins and Redding. And if you look at the, the, the reports from the police and the court, they said they kept him locked up until the pride event was over to keep him yes. from speaking the word of God at that pride event. So, Across the street, right. on the sidewalk. What are you scared of here? Right. You're, you're, you're scared of something. What is, what is it? Right. Yeah, there's definitely a fear here. So, so Lydis Chooses Love list, uh, releases this laundry list, basically, of all these, uh, these rules for this, this homosexual trans fest. And uh, I just want to read one segment here. It says, no political campaigning, political speech, or other politically motivated speech. No soliciting or leafleting is allowed in the park, including religious, political, and business solicitation. Street preaching and proselytizing are not allowed at this event under any circumstances. Now, as I was reading that, Joel, I was wondering, okay, is, is there restriction on proselytizing? Uh, does that mean that you can't try to convert people to the homo-trans acceptance movement? Um, surely that's central to their event. So their own rules are self-contradictory, and if they were abiding by their own rules, they couldn't even have their own event. What, what they're really, and then this one too, it says, there is a, a zero-tolerance policy for hate speech, harassment, and intimidation tar targeting other attendees. So does that include the Christians? Yeah. Any Christians that might yeah. go in there? Does that yeah. include them that you can't, you can't harass them because they believe with the word of God and the historic Moravian church? that homosexuality is a sin. Uh, what they're really trying to do here, Joel, I think, is they're trying to say, look, we hate Christ and we hate the Bible and we just don't want to say that. Yeah. I mean, why not at this point just say it? Yeah. I mean, because they've prevented nothing really in terms of their rules. They've just done all these things to maneuver it so that they can say, well, we're just following our rules here to silence any Christian message. But why not just say, like you said, just be honest about yeah. it. We hate, we hate Christ. We hate yeah. Christianity. Yeah. If you come in here and promote that, We'll kick you out. Yeah. But if you have hatred towards Christians, that's fine. Yeah, you're, you're good. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm curious about what is the big threat here. I mean, passing out gospel tracts, right, quoting the scriptures, letting them know what the Bible has to say about celebrating sin and wickedness. Why is that a threat? You know why it's a threat, Chris? Because that's exactly what they're doing. Right. You know what? If, if they weren't celebrating sin and wickedness and they know it, then we wouldn't have a problem. Mm -hmm. You guys are out here saying, you Christians are saying, you shouldn't celebrate this, shouldn't celebrate this sin, this wickedness. Hey, you know what? What, what we're doing isn't, doesn't qualify as sin and wickedness. So yeah, your message is irrelevant. But in fact, it is irrelevant. Or excuse me, it is very relevant, which is why they don't want to hear it. Yeah, 
And that gets to the heart of the, the, the spiritual reality here. And this is another thing. I mean, these tie together. The situation happened in Reading. It was at a Pride event as well. Yes. And the, the reason that, that that police officer, who's not worthy to be uh, any sort of magistrate at all, but the reason that, that they would react so viscerally and emotionally and, and with anger to, to anybody who's out, whether it's Matthew, Ware, or Damon, is because the gospel message is powerful, right? I mean, that is a threat to, to their movement. I mean, it was said before that the greatest threat to, to communist China is not America or, or the Republican Party. It's the gospel of Christ. And mm-hmm. the Chinese leaders know that, and that's why they work so hard to squash Christianity. The greatest threat to, to, to this movement uh, of sin, celebration of sin, and really child abuse as well, mm-hmm. the greatest threat is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that's number one where they, well, they will focus their attention is to try to prevent that message from being shared, especially with those young people. They do not want them to hear. And this is the difference b- between the truth and the lie, between Christians and, and all these, these pagan re- religions and cults and, and homosexual and trans, is that they, they, they cannot engage with others. And, and the Christians want to engage because they have the truth, right? And, and these people need to protect their people from the truth, whereas Christians are trying to protect others from error. And so they're trying to, to bring them the truth. And so it's, it's, it couldn't be more crystal clear here that th- this group is serving Satan. They're trying to shield people from hearing the word of God. You know, um, let us choose his love, right? I would think a loving thing to do would be to steer people away from a so-called lifestyle, which has a uber high rate of suicide. Mm-hmm. which is actually being admitted to here by witch weather here, right. self-loathing. Right. Uh, how about this, let it choose as love. Do all you can to keep, if you're going to shield people with your umbrellas, how about using your umbrella to shield people from this lifestyle, which is a deadly lifestyle? You don't love, you hate. I mean, that, that would be an act of hatred towards one neighbor, one's neighbor to steer them into a so-called lifestyle in which suicide and self-loathing is accepted and celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, Joel, you're going to be there on, on Saturday, Lord willing. And I think that Jason Burkholder and Liz Chooses Love and all these people will do everything they can to keep people from talking to Christians. And especially the young, because the young people are going to want to. Yeah. There's no question that's, about that's it. That's what we saw last year. There's they no wanted to talk. Yeah. Now, they might, the Let's Choose His Love might be successful in, in preventing some of that, but those young people want to talk. They, they want the answers. They want to engage. And what's going to happen here, and we've seen this throughout history, that this, this movement will crumble, it will fall, because it's self-defeating, it's destructive. And those people that are left... Will, will eventually, some of them, by the grace of God, will eventually say, you know what, I need answers to this. And I haven't gotten those answers from this movement, which tells me that a boy can be a girl and a girl can be a boy and, and encourages the, you know, the mutilation of children. That movement has not given me answers. And you know who's going to be there when this movement fails? It's going to be Christians mm-hmm. because Christ's kingdom marches on. And, and, and this movement is a movement of death, right? The Bible says that the Lord says, all who hate me love death. Their movement is a movement of death. Christianity is a movement of life because Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose from the dead. It's, it's a, it, there's life there. He came that we may have life. Mm-hmm. And this movement, 
it has come to, to steal, kill, and destroy. Yep. And uh, that's all it can offer. Yeah. Um, you know, we sang uh, at, our, at our church fellowship here recently, um, in the cross of Christ I glory, towering o'er the wrecks of time. Mm. And this movement is a future wreck of time. Right. I mean, think about it. You don't have to be a mathematical genius to figure out that any culture which is obsessed with homosex and abortion has no future. Right. But to your point, the kingdom of Christ will march on. And, we, and believers will be glorying in the cross of Christ, Christ that came to save us from our sins, all of us, our sin, our rebellion against Christ. What is God going to do with us, people? There's no way he can accept it. Oh, I'll try to be a little bit better. No, we're, we're loathing in his sight. We, we are sinful in his sight. And we know this because we've turned our back on his son. But he reaches out and saves those who believe in his son. And yes, we will glory in the cross of Christ. We'll do that forever. We'll be so grateful for that. And it does tower. It towers now, and it will tower in the future over all the wrecks of time, including pride in wickedness. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, a lot of these, these young people and, and older people that are, that are caught up in this, and they, they are, they're hurt, they're, they're a frustrated. Of, a lot of pain. They're confused. And, and we, we saw that last year. Right. Painful stories. Right. Pain. Yeah. Ugh. yeah very, very sad. And, and the thing is, they will twist and manipulate what we've actually said. Because what we, what we say is, yes, this is sin. And this is leading you down a path of destruction. But there is a better way. And that is the way of Christ. It's the way of forgiveness in Christ. Cleansing. He can change you. And that's the message they don't want people to hear. Amen. And, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head with John the Baptist and Herod there. That that's, the, that's the one thing, if they can't do anything else, if they can keep that message from these people, in their mind they will have succeeded. And that, like you said, is probably the greatest indictment against them. Yes. That you have men and even women, Christian men and women, that are willing to go out into, quite frankly, a hostile situation, an unfriendly situation, and say, listen, we care about you enough to tell you this is sin and there's a better way. You're not out there saying, hey, all of you are going to hell and there's no hope for any of you. No. You're, you're saying, listen. We're offering hope. Yes. And, yeah. and then they can't offer that. Yeah. And, and because they can't and, and the Christians can, I mean, it's, it's a bit of kind of like the Pharisees in Christ. Like, they, they don't have this message. And so instead of embracing it, they're going to say, well, no one can have it. Yeah. And um, it's standard cult practices. Shield your people from the truth. Yeah. Uh, Christ talked about that kind of a thing. He said, you, you people, you will not enter heaven yourself, and then you're going to shield other people from entering as well, right. which is even worse. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, of course, God in his sovereignty knows, I mean, there, there are some people in this movement, unfortunately, that they will never repent, and their heart has been hardened to the point where they, they will not even hear the gospel message. But there are people still that God, God will call out of this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and the job of the church is to be there to proclaim the truth. So I want, you to, I want to ask you one more question. If you want to share anything else, you can. But uh, this has certainly attracted some interest in the county. And some people are still very opposed to the celebration of the sin in Lancaster County in Lidditz, a town that in 1929 was considered very morally clean. But there's still, there's still a hesitation to go out there and even just stand because they say, well, I don't want to be involved in any of this. It's all wickedness. And if I'm even out there, uh, what would you say to that, though? I mean, and if that's kind of the mindset, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 
that God uses means, does this, does this sort of thing end without people willing to speak the word of God to it? Yeah, let's, let's definitely address that. Um, first of all, um, well, well, let me back up a little bit. I want to read what Christ said here about the scribes and Pharisees here. This is Matthew 23, 13. I just addressed it, but I want to read the actual verse. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. And Christ saying a woe, that's a curse that he's, he's putting. And, and, and anyone who is doing that to these little ones or anyone else, by shielding the message of the gospel, is included in what Christ is saying here. Make no mistake about it. But to address what you just asked uh, there, there, Chris, what about people that don't, you know, like, hey, I don't want to be involved. Well, um, I think it was Trotsky who said, uh, you, you know, a, you might not be interested in war, but war is interested in you. And you might not be interested in opposing this, but I want to tell you, um, these people that are promoting this, they're interested in your children. They can't have children themselves. I mean, this is not, this, this is not a newsflash, right? You know, Same-sex uh, couples cannot generate a child. Uh, again, not, not a newsflash here for sure. But here's the thing. Um, when we read the scriptures, read, for example, the book of Acts, and you read what, what those pe- folks went through to promote the gospel. And if you think that what we're facing here in Lancaster County is on opposition to the gospel, it's nothing compared to what these, the apostles faced now, and, and what Christ faced. Now, I, I want to address something here because I've heard this. You hear, be like Jesus all the time. And you hear like, hey, Joel, you know, you don't want to go out and oppose these people, challenge these people. Be like Jesus. Well, uh, Jesus definitely did challenge people. He, he did do that, right? And so when you point out to them, and I've, I've had, Chris, this is crazy that, that I've even had these conversations, all right? And the conversation goes like this. Joel, be nice. Be like Jesus. And then Joel says, I say, have you read the Bible? <laughs> and some of the situations he got into that were a hostile. And you know what I hear next, Chris? Well, you're not Jesus. Right. Excuse me, I want to bang my head against the wall. You just told me, oh, but don't do that. You're not, you're not like Jesus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing like Apostle Paul. Well, you're not, the, you're not an apostle. Right. Okay, what's this doing in the Bible then? Right. <laughs> what? Well, you brought to mind one more thing. I, I want to wrap up, but I do want to ask you this now because... And this is really more for the Christians to answer this objection, because I think the people who ask it... You're allowed to wrap up here soon. I'm about out of water. (laughs) This is my last question for you. So you'll hear this objection, and I think most people that make this objection haven't actually read the Bible, haven't read the New Testament, even the Gospels. And and yet they'll say, well, you know, yeah, when Jesus was critiquing people, he was critiquing the the religious leaders for their hypocrisy. And so... Really, if Jesus were here today, he'd be critiquing you, Joel, mm-hmm. because you're a, a religious leader. Uh, mm-hmm. And these, you know, these people leading this, of course, they're not religious leaders. Of course, if this is a religion. But their argument is, well, you know, Jesus only, only confronted those people. So therefore, you know, you can't go out with the word of God and confront mm-hmm. sin in general unless you're confronting these religious leaders. Mm-hmm. You have to be, the, the only people that get confronted are the official um, if I ha- walked around with a sign that said "religious leader," right. then I am uh, th- then I am uh, um, opposable uh, by by Christ. So, a uh, couple things that are, are going on here. First of all, I am critiquable by Christ. 
we have his word and his word critiques everything about me. And anyone who wants to take his word and critique what I'm doing is certainly free to do that. In fact, responsible to do that. But on what the question is not who did he critique, but on what basis did he critique? Right. You know, are we saying that all the if you're not a religious leader, what, what you get to commit adultery? Right. Christ is good with this. Right. You, you get to worship idols. Christ is good with that because you're not a religious leader. I mean, is that what people are really seriously saying? And some of them are. Right. Some of them are saying that, that exact same thing. But then the the question comes like, well, you're all worried about you know the letter of the law and, and this kind of stuff. Come on, come on, get away with it. Get away from it and just love people. I want to share a, a brief um, a brief exchange here. Um, the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat their bread. Now, um, hear what happens next. Because I want to talk about tradition versus scripture here. Christ says this, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? And he goes on to say, that you guys are honoring your traditions versus what I've actually said. We have what he's actually said here. Let's definitely talk about that. Anybody who wants to critique me or you, let's do it on the basis of the scriptures, just like what Christ does here. Because he talks about the tradition, and then he says this. For God commanded, saying, and he quotes the scriptures, honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father and mother, let him be put to death. But you say... So that's what we should be talking about here. Not, not like, oh, is so-and-so, oh, Joel, you're a religious leader, so you're in the line of fire. No, no, no. I'm in the line of fire if I'm transgressing what the Bible actually says, and I am in the line of fire from Christ mm -hmm. if I'm transgressing his word. But anybody who transgresses his word, you don't have to be a religious leader, right. is in that, shall we say, line of fire. So that is someone who wants to say, you know what, I guess I get a free pass, get out of Monopoly, get out of jail free card. Not a religious leader, so you got nothing to say to me. Right. Yeah. Well, well said, Joel. Thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, anything else you want to say as we wrap up? I think we, we've covered this this tactic, and this is not unique to this festival. This is this is the tactic. I mean, really, for for thousands of years. How can you keep the word of God away from people? I mean, that that there's spiritual forces behind this. That, that that's the bottom line. And unfortunately for them, fortunately also for them, those in the movement that will come to see the truth, the Word of God is not bound. You, you cannot hide it behind an umbrella. It, it will march on uh, long after this movement um, is in the dustbin of history. So anything else you want to say, Joel, and then we're done. Just once again, as we said before, every knee shall bow to Christ. This is a fact. You can bow now or you will bow later, but bow you will to Christ. And when you're bowing to Christ, you will not be flaunting your sin and pride. Yeah. Well, for more information about Pastor Joel, go to www.irbc.church. And there's actually information on there about the outreach that's coming up. For more information about the Lancaster Patriot, go to thelancasterpatriot.com. Subscribe to our email newsletter. Subscribe to this podcast. We'll keep you updated uh, as best we can with what's going on here in Lancaster County, uh, throughout Pennsylvania, and even beyond. Until next time, God bless. And Godspeed.